Last week, we discussed using writing prompts as a way to develop and cultivate your young writers. Today, we are going to go a little deeper with how to ensure writing prompts are running smooth within your day. I am sharing reminders and tips to consider to get the maximum impact that a writing prompt can offer your students. I want to remind you of my giveaway that's happening right now. Last week, we celebrated one year of the Literacy Dive podcast being live on air, and I am giving away a $50 Teachers Pay Teachers gift card as well as my very own resources to some of you. I love having this podcast to chat all things literacy and for this podcast to be a place for tips, ideas, and strategies that you can easily implement with your very own students. I am so grateful for your support, and that is why I am throwing this giveaway. To enter, all you have to do is leave a helpful rating and review. This is going to help others who browse through podcasts to get an idea of what this podcast can offer them, and ultimately, my goal is to reach and support as many teachers as possible. So this is where you come in. Your review can help me achieve this goal. Before you hit submit for your rating and review, take a screenshot. Send me your review as a direct message at The Literacy Dive on Instagram or through email at megan at theliteracydive.com to ensure that you get entered. I've mentioned it before, but technology can be real wonky, and I want to make sure that if you leave a review, you get entered, even if by chance it does not show up immediately. If you want to get an extra entry, share your favorite episode so far or an episode that you feel others would get value from. Screenshot the episode on your podcast platform and tag me in your Instagram stories or on your post letting me know your favorite episode. I am so thankful for your support, your kind words, and for tuning in with me each and every Monday. I can't wait to bring you more amazing content in this second year of the podcast. All right, let's dive in to tips for implementing writing prompts. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it all things literacy, and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. I have had great success with writing prompts, and hopefully last week's episode, episode number 55, was helpful to you. If you have not had a chance to listen to that episode, make sure to go back, give it a listen. It is going to walk you through what a writing prompt is, how to help students understand what's being asked, and how you can practice the process of answering a writing prompt successfully. I also share my favorite and kid-tested and approved writing prompt routine, And you will be able to find the link to that resource in the show notes. Let's remember what the purpose of a writing prompt is for. Writing prompts are short text, images, statements, sentence starters that help students kickstart their writing process. 
because it focuses on brainstorming and very, very simple, basic drafting. And it helps to shape and direct their writing in specific ways depending on what the genre is for that writing prompt. Now, we know that some kids are going to find that organizing their ideas and generating this initial content is going to be pretty tricky, pretty difficult, while others are having a different set of challenges. Their challenges might be with the actual writing process or with getting their thoughts into words on paper, and some of your students might be struggling with them both. So you can easily support your students and help them overcome these obstacles by encouraging them to write using writing prompts. Now, if kids are stressing out, something is wrong, and we must pinpoint what that is. I'm thinking back to my first years of teaching, and my students were freaking out when it came time for a prompt. And so I slowly started learning that if they are stressing out and having anxiety when it comes to a writing prompt... I am doing something wrong because this should be an opportunity for students to be able to have this avenue for creativity, for them to be able to process new ideas and to generate examples and recall from their personal experience and ultimately to properly execute by connecting with a particular audience. So here are seven big ideas to keep top of mind when it comes to implementing the writing prompts in your class. Number one, stay consistent. Kids thrive from consistency. I know that sometimes I do not like a consistent schedule or something telling me what I have to do, but I also know that when I don't have that schedule, I'm all over the place and I cannot function that way. So schedules are really, really important. And so when you can think about consistency with when these prompts are gonna happen, that is going to help your students so much. They are going to know what to look forward to, when they can look forward to these prompts, and they can properly prepare themselves and ready themselves to be ready at the start of the time of doing the writing prompts. Ultimately, if they can ready themselves and prepare because they know when it's happening, This is going to cut back on losing time with trying to transition them. So your goal of what you would want to do is to pick a time of day. For me, my students really, really, really did well with writing prompts at the very start to the morning, almost around the time where it's like the morning work or once students got in and settled and we could do it in the morning part of the day. But... Other teachers have found that midday is better for their students or maybe closing out the day. So you just want to figure out what time of day can you be able to make this writing prompt time happen for your students. Consistency also deals with the word frequency. So when you're starting to think about how often these should be happening, for me, four to five days a week was pretty consistent and that is something that I could do. That allowed me to have one day in case something special came up or if something had to happen that I had a little buffer with. But for the most part, you could see my students doing writing prompts five days a week. You might say, I don't have five days a week to give. And what I would say to that is really take a look at your schedule and see if there is a chunk of time where you have 10, 12 minutes where you can be able to implement this. And a couple of episodes back, we talked about scheduling 
and ways that we can find more time to be able to teach those important skills that we need our students to know. So I would encourage you to try to find more time. But if you are set on saying, I have one day, then choose one day that you can be consistent with and make this your writing prompt day. I would say one day is better than no days, but to really see the improvements and to get your students practicing and to give them the practice they need, it really should be closer to the frequency of four to five times per week. Number two, relax and enjoy this time. Do not let the writing prompts intimidate you. And also tell that to your students. Do not let the writing prompts intimidate them. If you start sensing that they are feeling these emotions that are not good connected to a writing prompt, that is where you have to intervene and let them know, we are just writing freely. We just want to write for fun right now. We are not stressing about this. I just want to see what you can put down on paper. Sometimes we have to, well, not sometimes, oftentimes I feel like we have to remind our students to just relax and to enjoy the time and do not worry about a grade or something that's going to impact them in a bigger way that's going to cause stress. The more prompts that are used, the easier it's going to get to generate ideas by your students and to allow them to respond to those prompts. So let your students know that this takes time, but just enjoy the time that we have to work on this skill and they are going to start seeing improvements. Do not stress over the writing process. And I'm going to say that again. Do not stress over the writing process when you are implementing this writing prompt style of writing. Do not rip apart student writing. Find ways to celebrate their work as an author and to find ways to encourage them through this hard work that they're doing. If you see or observe that a student is having a challenging time with a certain prompt, Encourage them with the words, do your best, or think about how you want to change that. And that's going to take me into number three, which is allowing for flexibility. Now, while we want to encourage students to attempt prompts and to freely write to them, we also need to keep in mind that writing for enjoyment is key. That is the big, that is the big, big, big goal here is to write for enjoyment and to enjoy this process of growing as a writer. In the big picture, it doesn't really matter what they're writing about during this time. Now, what I mean by that is I don't want them to write something completely random, but I would rather a student write about something on the same topic than nothing at all. For example, let's say that the prompt is asking for kids to share everything they know about a bat. That is asking them for facts that they can later develop into an informational piece of writing. Well, if a child is having a hard time with writing facts about a bat because maybe they don't really know facts about a bat, like they've seen them, but they really don't know any information about it, then they're automatically defeated in this moment. And now they are losing their confidence, they are not motivated, and they're starting to feel anxiety and stress connected to this prompt. But if that same child that does not have that background knowledge or experience with bats is very excited about writing a story about kids who work together to save the life of a bat, or if the child decided that they knew how to make a puppet 
of a bat and they wanted to write a procedural text and share the steps for how to make a puppet of a bat for other students to read and then take it a step farther to try and actually do it, then I would always allow that child to have free will and liberty with making that change. So that's what I mean by changing up the response type if a prompt is actually very challenging and causing stress versus excitement. In that example I shared, that child is still focused on bats, which is the big topic, bats. This is not graded, but I want them to have autonomy with writing and practicing their skills. The genre really doesn't matter. The genre helps students who cannot generate ideas because it gives them a clear focus. But if they want to abandon that for that one day and they want to write about something else creative, go for it. That is what I like to encourage. So staying flexible is going to allow your students to have that autonomy, but it's also going to allow you to be okay with a student that isn't quite staying on that prompt for that writing practice. Number four, reinforce the expectation. This is not writer's workshop, and it is important to keep the expectations for writing prompts and for writer's workshop completely separate. While they might be writing to a prompt in writer's workshop, that is where you are walking through the writing process. You are specifically having teaching points. You might be correcting and helping students make their work a little bit better. But during the writing prompt portion that we're talking about, this is students just simply writing for fun, writing for practice, enjoying the art of writing. So the expectations here have to be separate. Let kids simply write just to write, play music, celebrate the words being placed on their paper, motivate kids, praise them for what they are doing, build their confidence. But you can let students choose a writing prompt response to run through the writing process, and this could absolutely occur during writer's workshop. I have done this before, and so I'm a big proponent of this as well. You can very well say, okay, kids, today we're going to be focusing on revising and editing. I want you to go and choose a writing prompt response that you feel really good about, one that excites you, and we are going to actually now practice the skills that we've learned, and we're going to make that prompt a little bit better. So now you're allowing them the chance to take something that was just freely written But now you're going to move it into the writer's workshop model where you're actually going to work on that writing to make it better. If you're like me, after publishing a piece of writing, you might have that one week where it's before a break or there's really not a lot of time before the next nine weeks start and you really don't want to start a very new genre. So you could decide that, hey, we're going to take one of these writing prompts of the day and we're actually going to use that for writer's workshop. So they understand the difference that although they're gonna pick and have free choice to one of their prompts, it could be whatever genre that's connected to the choice prompt that they chose for the day, but they now have the expectation that they can run it through the writing process and they're gonna end up publishing that piece of writing. So I wanted to add that in there because I feel like a lot of teachers get confused and want to do 
the writing prompts just for Writer's Workshop. And there are writing prompts within Writer's Workshop, but the difference is running the prompt through the model. Potentially, these kids are getting a grade because you're publishing. And the other one is just freely writing, being creative, and enjoying the time that they get to spend on writing. Another expectation that I like to remind my students when they are working on writing prompts just for fun is that they can write as little or as much as they want. We do not want to pressure students by saying that you must write half a page or you must write 10 sentences. Now, I do believe in encouraging students to work to their potential, but during this time, we want to remove those pressures. And when you can remove the pressures during this time of creative writing prompt practice, you may find that you are going to get more than you would have even asked for to begin with. When kids are not held to constraints here, they will actually produce quality writing and they might start writing a little bit more each day. Over the days and over the weeks, you can give them personal goals to help them grow as a writer, and they can take those goals that you give them in Writer's Workshop and apply it into this time all on their own. So definitely encourage them, but be careful not to force. Protect this time, protect your space, and keep this a pressure-free time for writing. Number five, try various types of prompts. Now, exploration is so much fun. So if you can incorporate many different genres, I'm talking list building, narrative writing, poetry, recipes, informational writing, persuasive writing, making a poster or advertisement, creating or generating interview questions, things like that, it's going to be so much fun for your kids. Try exploring with using photos or artwork too. Leave it open to student creativity with what they will write about and how they will respond upon seeing the image. Now, I want to give you an example because you might be listening right now and you might be a little bit curious, but you really can't visualize it. So for example, let's say that you display a picture of a beach on your smart board Or you might pass out a small picture for table groups to look at, or you might even give a picture of that beach individually to students on a piece of copy paper. So the kids are going to look at this image. There's no words, no written prompt, just an image right there. And they are going to have to think about this beach and write to that image. Now, kids might decide that they want to write a story about a beach vacation, And other kids might say that they want to write comparing and contrasting a beach to the mountains. Someone might want to describe what you would see at a beach. Another child might want to write an acrostic poem using B-E-A-C-H as the starting letters to describe what a beach would look like, sound like, things you would do at a beach. Or maybe your students focus on the weather in the image and they write about something weather-related. Or maybe they look at the water or the birds specifically in that image and they focus on that in writing facts about water or facts about a bird. It is completely open and that's what I love using photos for writing prompts for because these photo writing prompts are engaging and can literally go in any direction, which is so awesome. So you might be saying, great, where do I find these? You can use magazines, newspapers, the internet, 
brochures, anywhere where you can find pictures, you can be able to take it from real life context, from real life examples, and let your students write to that. When thinking about variety of writing prompts, you could also think about theme statements, and that is sharing a quote or a statement from someone or a theme from a book. You can let kids process it and let them just write freely about it in whatever direction it takes them. You can also just use a theme or topic word like kindness, trust, honesty, endurance, perseverance, anything like that, and let kids write about that. Whatever the word generates for them, and this can vary greatly, but it's so exciting for them to see because they are now given the creative liberty to explore by simply hearing that word, and then they can be able to see how different each student takes that word and can create a piece of writing to. Do not be afraid to branch out. What my students have gravitated toward year after year changes So I do like to incorporate more of what they respond well to, but you're not going to know until you try. Give them variety, see what type of work they're producing, and provide more opportunities for that. And before I go to number six, I just want to let you know that if you are using centers in upper elementary, if you have literacy centers, if you have a writing center, these are the perfect place to put these activities in. Put in the images, put in a word, put in a quote from a famous person, put in these different forms and varieties of writing and allow them to write based off of the picture, the word, or the phrase. Number six is to be sure to include student choice. I love including any time that students can choose because they know their expectation is to write, but that just means that I am not going to control what they are writing. So this can be with the daily prompt, and with the daily prompts that I am linking in the show notes that you can take a look at, they are given choice. They are given two or three different fun national days that are connected to different types of prompts. And for the most part, they are different genres. So in that certain day, whatever they're feeling, they can be able to choose and they can write more and they're going to write better because they were allowed to choose. If you are wanting to take one of these prompts and develop it through the writing process and maybe bring it into Writer's Workshop, they also get the choice for that. So the whole thing with student choice is really getting their buy-in. If I can say, hey, I don't mind, you get to choose, they automatically feel in control and they are going to give me very little pushback if I need them to take it a step farther and develop it even more. And also that student choice is what we talked about earlier, which is changing the direction of the prompt based on their background knowledge and experience. Like with those bats, if they don't know facts, they will not experience success with the task of the day. But if they can choose what they can do, they are going to eagerly complete the writing task. And number seven, I guess you could say it's like save the best for last, but it's just really, really important. And I think that this is highly overlooked. And that is share time. Finding two or three minutes to let kids share their writing is life-changing. If they know that they're going to be able to share with an audience, because that's why writers write. That's what an author does. They write a piece of writing because they know that an audience is going to be reading it. 
they're going to begin producing share-worthy writing if they are given the opportunity to share. Now, this share time, it could be done whole group, but it doesn't have to be. You can use a go-around cup or the equity sticks to pull out names at random and let that child share for the day and just build up their skills of now being able to present their work in front of the class. But you could also let your students turn and talk with a shoulder buddy or with a face partner, or you could let them visit with pairs or trios, and they can share their writing with each other then. Two or three minutes to share writing is not hard to find. However you have to make it happen, that is going to be very, very important to grab. Now, this is not a part of your writing block. So you can be able to think about those transitions where you have that awkward four minutes before your enrichment or specials where you finished your math lesson and now you just have this four minutes. Well, great. Think about from this morning, hey, I would love to have someone share their writing from this morning and let someone share in that two to three, four minutes that you have right then. I think it's super important to always remind students that this is the reason why authors write. They write to allow other people to read it. And share time is valuable, and share time should be available for every single author, which is them. It sets up the process for peer review as well, so that when you're thinking about Writer's Workshop, Kids get comfortable with sharing their writing with others, and they also get comfortable with receiving feedback. So this share time does more than just let them share in the moment. It is preparing them for working with peer review. So the seven big ideas that I want you to really take away from this is to stay consistent, to relax and enjoy the process, allow for flexibility, reinforce the expectation, Try various types of writing prompts. Be sure to include student choice and make sure that you are incorporating share time. Writing prompts have so many benefits and they can be anything from something wild, crazy, and fun to something more serious that could include a regular part of your writing process. If you have not tried writing prompts with your students, I think you would be pleasantly surprised with the results that you will get. Listen to the episode before this one if you haven't already because I map out the helpful strategies to front load before releasing students to begin writing freely to prompts. Writing prompts are meant to be stress-free but intentional. The more your students do, the easier it becomes for them to generate ideas and all of this practice is going to transfer over into your actual writer's workshop block where they are now expected to walk through the writing process. Remember, I am sharing the direct link to the prompts that my students have loved each year, and you can find that link in the show notes. They are tried and true, and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram with any questions that you may have regarding writing prompts in general or the writing prompts in the link that I shared for you in the show notes. Now, next week, I am so excited to kind of give you a little heads up that we are going to have a special guest on the show. She is a literacy specialist and will be sharing so much goodness with you all. And I cannot wait for you to meet her next week. She is one of my very good friends and we are diving into reading. 
Be sure to tune in next Monday. You will not want to miss our conversation. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.